0: What do you mean boundaries are meant to keep people in and not out? Oh wait, let me guess. When you hear the word boundaries, you cringe a little inside and automatically think you're going to have to have this difficult conversation that's just going to end up with you feeling guilty so you might as well just not say anything anyway. Whew, wouldn't it be nice to actually be able to set healthy boundaries that allow you to enjoy the people you enjoy? even more by giving them less of yourself? Welcome to Create Your Fate. If you have been coasting through life but are ready to make small conscious changes to step out of fear and into living your best life ever, this show is for you. Who am I? I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis here to help you retrain old self-limiting beliefs into a positive mindset so you can confidently become the person who you want to be first by understanding who you already are how by using the law of attraction and my favorite personality test the Enneagram and I'll even teach you some mind tricks along the way ultimately I guide you to stop thinking about what you don't want and instead focus on what you do want you can create your best life ever and it begins with your mind so today we're talking all about boundaries why they're scary and and I bet you'll be surprised. We're going to talk about how to improve your thoughts around them and how to set healthy boundaries and find out how they're really meant to keep people in and not out. If you're ready to discover a way to give less of yourself to people and not feel guilty about it, check out today's episode. Let's go. Okay, so we just celebrated the 100th episode of Create Your Fate. And honestly, I'm just so incredibly grateful for you for sticking around. So in the episode, we discussed three steps to becoming happier. So I hope you loved it. That second step was all about learning how to set boundaries. So check that episode out if you missed it. If you didn't listen to it, no worries. I'm going to review things here as well. But today is all about boundaries. And there's many different types of boundaries. There's physical, sexual, intellectual, emotional, financial, you can struggle with one of them or maybe all of them. And if one of those words made you feel a little uncomfortable, then that's probably a good place to start when you're learning how to set boundaries. And I do just wanna have a little disclaimer here. This episode is going to dive into some pretty deep personal issues and revelations. So if that is a crossing a boundary for you, And if you're not ready, then please feel free to turn this episode off at any time and then come back to it when you are ready. So boundaries. Okay, first, let's talk about why boundaries are scary. Here are three reasons why you might be struggling with boundaries. Reason one, fear of conflict or rejection. Do you fear conflict or rejection? you might worry that setting limits might lead to strained relationships or even losing the approval of others. And as a result, you compromise your own desires and necessities leading to resentment and emotional exhaustion. Reason number two, guilt and people-pleasing tendencies. Are you a people pleaser? If you are, please listen to episode 101 because another reason for Boundary struggles is this strong sense of guilt and the desire to please everyone. And if you are a people pleaser, you often prioritize others' needs above your own, neglecting your well-being in the process. You fear disappointing or displeasing others, even if it means sacrificing your own happiness. And the last reason, if you have low self-worth you likely often struggle with setting boundaries. You feel unworthy of having your needs met or believe that your wants and your desires are not important. So you might seek external validation and find it difficult to assert yourself, leading to this cycle of boundary violations and diminished self-esteem. And I know these are tough concepts to wrap your head around, especially if you've never really thought of where your lack of boundaries comes from. So welcome to consciousness. This is what we do here. This is how we grow. And yes, what kind of you know sucker punches you right in the stomach on the other side of fear is this amazing development into the person who you were always meant to be. So stick around, even through the icky parts if you can, because ignoring them, will not make them go away. I read an interesting article that stated, people lack boundaries because they have a high level of neediness, or in psych terms, codependence. People who are needy or codependent have a desperate need for love and affection from others. To receive this love and affection, they sacrifice their identity and remove their boundaries. As an Enneagram 7 who's not naturally good at establishing boundaries due to fear of confrontation, I first thought that sounded super harsh. And if you're wondering what the Enneagram is, it's the best personality test in the world. I promise. The link is in the notes. It's life-changing. I'm telling you. So Enneagrams 2s, 7s, 9s, this little series is going to be for you. But anyway, hearing that I was needy, made my ego flare up. And I was like, oh my God, I am not needy. I am extremely, extremely independent. But then I got over myself and was like, you know, I have a deep fear of abandonment. And this is something that has taken me years to peel back and uncover and analyze in order to even begin to overcome it. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely there, this fear of abandonment. And actually, the first person who pointed this out to me was, I have a hand analysis lady (laughs) who literally tells you your whole life based on your fingerprints. And she told me that right before I came out to my parents as bisexual. And honestly, as much as it hurt to hear her say that, knowing that trigger was there actually helped me so much have that conversation and then everything after. And there's a whole story on that in itself. So if that interests you, check out episode 79. But yeah, it really just started to make so much sense. If I have a fear of abandonment or rejection, then of course, I'm going to bend over backwards to make you feel comfortable so you don't leave me, right? I'm only going to be okay if you're okay. And this is even if I don't agree with what I'm actually agreeing to do, (laughs) because that fear feels so heavy. And honestly, this actually goes the other way too. You might have too strict of boundaries and you don't let anybody in or you keep relationships superficial. You rarely give second chances or or grace to anybody, but it's also, it's, it's driven by the same fear. If I don't let anyone in, then they can never leave me. And if you're still unsure if you set poor boundaries, take a look at how you feel when other people set boundaries. Are you offended, sad, angry, aghast that they would do that? Yeah, that's because people who don't have boundaries don't understand when other people do. And this is actually a great tool to use when you start setting boundaries, and and we'll get there, that's step three, but if people get mad at your boundaries, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with their own lack of boundaries. People who have strong boundaries, when you set one, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, I, I totally get it. Um, but you know, I'm getting ahead of myself, so let's back it up to step one. The first step to setting healthy boundaries is consciousness. And I can't fix anything that I don't know is broken. So spend some time with yourself and ask why do I fear conflict or rejection or abandonment? Why do I want to people please so badly? Why do I not have a positive image of myself? And I always encourage a journal practice because sometimes even writing thoughts down helps you realize so much just getting out of your head. And and honestly, the Enneagram really helped me with this. So I highly, highly, highly encourage you to use it as a tool and all of the resources are linked. So first step, consciousness. The second step is something we call reframing in NLP. I am a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. I know it's a lot to say, which basically means your mind tricks you on the reg. So I just help you trick it back. And the first trick here is called reframing. So what if I told you that learning to set healthy boundaries will actually allow you to enjoy the people you enjoy more? Going back to our first question when we started. By giving less of yourself away. Would you be interested in this? Right? You would be interested in this. Yes, right? Of course you would. So here's the first step. It's something called a reframe where you basically just change the way you look at something. So we're going to reframe boundaries. Ready? So here's the reframe. boundaries are meant to keep people in, not out. I know, take it in. Boundaries are meant to keep people in, not out. You don't want somebody in your life, you set up something called a barrier. I'm not dealing with this person anymore. Or if you're able to, you remove that person fully from your life. You don't need boundaries with that person. Boundaries are meant for people who are designed to remain in your life. And this was your challenge from episode 100, if you listened to it. Start reframing the way you view boundaries. How does setting this boundary actually keep this person, this relationship, this job, this experience in my life? And how does it actually allow me to be happier at the same time? So if you haven't done that yet, try it. And let's go over that same example I used in episode 100 for some context. Boundaries are meant to keep people in not out. A boundary with someone you love, who you want to remain in your life, your best friend. You love them. Two pieces of a pod, ride or die, knows all of your secrets, you know theirs. But this friend is in a pinch, starts asking you for money, and then more, and then more, and then more. You love your friend, but because you don't set any boundaries with them, you keep giving them money And then your money starts to run out. And then you see them doing something lavish and they haven't paid you back yet. And now you're stressed and you're feeling taken advantage of. And the story goes on. You know where I'm getting with that. But setting a boundary, not because you don't want to be friends with them anymore. You want to keep that person in. And you want to keep a good relationship with them. So you set a boundary. Hey, I'm not going to be able to lend you any more money until you repay me what I've already loaned you, right? This is going to save you stress in the end where that friction caused, potentially cause your friendship to end, right? So example two, and this is probably the more frequent one, but a boundary with somebody who irritates you, but is going to remain in your life. I hear boss a lot, but we'll just use the classic mother-in-law example. Lives right down the street, comes over unannounced five times a week, barges in during dinner, judges you for the meal that you are feeding your family. Your mother-in-law is going to remain in the picture your partner loves her wants you two to get along and i'm not saying this is all on you but setting a boundary with her will allow for a win-win-win you can't come over unannounced five times a week you can come over twice a week planned boundary designed to keep her in win-win-win she still gets to see your family which is what she obviously wants to do Your partner gets to have a life that involves you and their mother and you keep peace of mind knowing that she's not going to barge in. Win, win, win. When you don't have boundaries, what happens? Well, let's take our two examples. You keep lending your friend money and now you're in a pinch and because you're on edge and you feel taken advantage of and you're critical of all their choices that they're making, this can potentially end up in this blow up that ends your whole friendship and your friend is not in anymore. How about your mother-in-law? You can't take it with her. So you hold it in, become passive aggressive, living on edge all the time. Now expecting her to make you mad because now you're looking for it because your brain really does do that. It looks for ways to make you mad now. And then your short fuse causes you to blow up at the smallest thing. And you're not even on speaking terms, right? And your partner gets caught in the middle and that just never, never ends up anywhere good. Again, don't you want to be happier? Set an expectation in the beginning so it doesn't get awkward, heated, or angry. Yes, 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 Meg. That's why I'm literally still listening. (laughs) So thanks for sticking around. Here's the best part. What can we do about it? I'm dedicating time to figuring out why I have poor boundaries. I'm starting to view them differently and see how they can be my friend. Now what? Okay. So here is how to set healthy boundaries. There are five steps here, five small things that you can do. One, reflect on the reasons for your boundaries. And I know it sounds simple, but oftentimes when you hear the word boundary, you automatically think of what you don't want to happen, a fallout, confrontation, abandonment. And you don't spend as much time thinking on what you do want. What do you want to come from this boundary? How is that going to benefit your well-being? Focus on that Two. Start small, right? We're not trying to take on the whole world here. We're going to start small. We're going to start with a few boundaries that are small ones with people who make you feel safe. Your friends, your partner, whoever is a safe space for you. Practice, 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 practice. Practice on these people and then you get to you know you begin to be bigger and bigger and bigger with them. And this will give you some momentum. And it's going to actually take away the fear that is always present right before you start to do something new. So it's going to get rid of that. And then you're going to be able to expand this into your further circles. Three, you're going to set boundaries early on. The sooner, the better. And the more consistent, the better. Uh, I know. But this means I have to have a scary conversation. Well, yes, but let's reframe this. You are going to have to have the conversation at some point. Come to terms with that. Accept it. Is it going to be better to have the conversation sooner than later? Can you avoid situations where someone's like, wait, what? You, you never told me this before. It's always been Okay and they can get mad at you or something. Or the whole, you know, well, why didn't you say something at the beginning? I wish you would have just told me. You know, where the person's upset because now they feel bad. And, you know, these these are these types of scary confrontations that are going to keep you boundary lacking. So setting them earlier on, the better. Four, start communicating when your boundaries are crossed. Yikes, I know. But I got this super helpful example from Psych Central. To help us out. Communication is critical in the world of boundaries, especially if someone consistently oversteps yours. While you might need to raise your concerns, these discussions need not be confrontational. This is gold, y'all. For example, if you have a friend who keeps sending you messages nonstop, say something along the lines of, I can see you really wanted to get a hold of me, but the best thing to do is drop me a message So I'll get back to you when again, boundary, this gently highlights their behavior while simultaneously asserting your threshold. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad, right? Um, I also have some episodes on how to have a conscious confrontation. So check out episodes 48 and 49. But huge takeaway here is confrontation literally just means presenting for acknowledgement. That's literally the second definition of it. Do your... Boundaries deserve to be acknowledged. Hmm. Which brings me to the last thing to start doing to set healthy boundaries. And it's an important one. Start to love yourself. You're worth every moment of your best life ever. Of a truly happy life. Of boundaries. Of saying no. Of really, really loving yourself. Practice self-love daily. And if you don't even know where to start, start there. What do you think a small self-love practice could be? This could be giving yourself a compliment, right? These are tiny things. Taking time to acknowledge what you're proud of or what you like about yourself. You can slow down, you can spend some time alone or do something relaxing like reading a book or getting a massage or turning your phone notifications off. Go for a walk because nature is amazing and so healing well, today was 105 in Houston. So figure out what works for you and maybe you change throughout the seasons, but whatever it is, prioritize self-care and set aside dedicated time and resources to nurture your physical, your mental, your emotional well being, ensuring that you have the energy and resilience to enforce your boundaries. So since I'm approaching my own boundary with something called my bedtime, I'm going to wrap this up because I could honestly talk about this all day. And setting my healthy boundary and wrapping this up does not mean I love U.S. and don't want to share more information. It means I'm going to be able to be my best self if I get the proper amount of sleep so I can get up and create more podcasts for you or digital coaching programs. So to recap here, one, get conscious of why you are fearful of boundaries. Do some digging. Two, reframe the way you see boundaries. How can they help you? And three, begin to set small and consistent, healthy boundaries with the people who make you feel safe. And of course, begin to love yourself because you are worth every moment of your life. And that's all I got for you today. Thanks for sticking around. If you loved today's episode and want more content like this, subscribe, leave a review. That will help the show grow. We can get some really cool podcast guests and it can actually help more people take small steps towards their best life ever. And who knows, maybe one of them will be a stranger who you pass on the street. So of course, I'm going to leave you with one final thing, and it's this. Expect good things always, and they will happen.